Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and I got a guest with me that we go way back to elementary school, Miss C.K. How you doing? I'm doing well today. How about yourself? A little tired, but I'm good. Okay. Nah, you know, I mean, I've been looking forward to doing this interview. We had to scrap it a couple of times, but I really appreciate you taking the time out of the schedule to do this. I appreciate you having me. So I wanted to jump right in because you are in probably the most unique field that I can think of. You were actually involved in the jewelry business. <laughs> How did that come about? Well, it was it's a long time coming, as you know. Um, I don't come from a jewelry background or anything like that. Uh, it's not even something that I ever had plans on doing. I, um, I always was into music, so I, I, I was rapping, I was doing my music, I was working in the music industry and stuff like that. And I always wanted a rapper chain, like, and that was the one thing, like, <laughs> once, once I, like, was like I had you know I did my thing with my music for a while and then I, I had like left Dutch Jam and stuff I was just like well I never got my rapper chain like that's all I really wanted from the game was the rapper chain and I never got it throughout <laughs> 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 that time I always um I was always into like different types of things like metaphysical you know studies and you know just curious about life and different things so Crystals was something that I always was attached to and, and kind of like low-key been collecting since I was like a teenager. Like I went to the discovery store one time and I saw like some tea lights and some fossils and stuff and I was just drawn to them and I bought them. And so when I think back, like my first crystals that I had was when, since I was like 16. So I always was into stuff. And so I was like, I had an idea and I was like, well, what if I took a wrapper chain and I put a crystal on it? And what if like everybody had these real big fat crystal chains and then we all kind of was like Care Bears and like shined our crystals on like, <laughs> like magnets, like we know who's our, you know, who to, who to talk to or like, you know, whatever. I just had this, this vision. And so I remember I was telling my mom and I was like, mom, what you think if I took a big, a big rapid change and I put like a real big crystal on it? And she was like, that's, she was like, actually, that's a good idea. And I was like, you think so? I was, she was like, yeah, you should make those. And I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah, I've never actually seen that because I has, was looking online just thinking like, I'm gonna just buy this chain, but then I, it didn't exist. So I was like, all right. So then I just like stayed up for like two days and it's like, it just all hit me. The name of the brand came to me, um, you know, aesthetically what I wanted the pieces to look like, you know, came to me and, and it just like, it just all boom and it just hit me. And I kind of just like started pulling images and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm just gonna do it. So I did it. Now, how, I want you because I want you to be clear with the name and how did you come up with it? Okay, I pronounce it as as ether. You can also uh, pronounce it as as ether. You know what I'm saying? Similar, you know, ether, ether. I, I pronounce words in my own kind of way, so I, I call it ether seventy nine. Is how I pronounce the brand, and what the name means to me is we've all heard of the ether and the 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 ethereal space. Um, from a mythology standpoint is what they would call the air uh, that the gods breathe. Uh, from, a, from a physics sort of place, it was considered like this, this thing that they knew existed, but they couldn't find it and couldn't quantify it. So it's metaphysically, it's like the fifth element. 
So to me, what that represents to me is sort of like that ethereal heavenly space. Uh, that's our higher selves that we want to reach. And 79 is the atomic number for gold. So my definition of the chain and the whole concept of what it meant to me was that someone that's still on their search and someone that's still on their journey that can balance the spiritual space with the physical space at the same time. So it's kind of like ironic to have a gaudy crystal chain. <laughs> you understand yeah. what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's both of yourselves. It's respecting your higher self, but also the, in the intersection of where that point of where, where it meets at, because that's me. Like, all the crystals when I was looking for this this necklace, they were all on hemp chains and and rope chains and you know all this like kind of more like a hippie bohemian vibe and I love that stuff and I respect it and I get it but I'm that's not me so the chain really represents who I am I'm really just like a a, a regular street chick but I still love and am tapped and tuned in with my spiritual self as well. And that's who I designed it for. Not someone that got it all figured out. I designed it for someone who may not really even understand crystals, but might be just attracted to the way that it looks. So if I can get it on your neck that way, I still did my job because the crystal is going to work itself. So are you are you solely responsible for like the vision and the direction of the of the business? Yeah, it all hit me. It all hit me in one day. It hit me. It hit me in that vision and then. When my mom co-signed it, she always has been like a good co-signer in my life. When she'd give me the stamp and say, oh, it's good, then i just run. Was you nervous about it? No, I mean, I no, because I saw it. I had, a, I, it all made sense in that moment. Like I said, I didn't, when I first had the vision, the name, how it looked, how to, how, how the change was everything, I just saw it in that night and I stayed up for, I didn't sleep that night and I continued working. So once I see it, I know it's real, then I just do it. So, like the the concepts, um, you, do you do them? Do you develop them like on a computer image first, and then you start working on them? How does that? How do the no, concepts come about? It, it actually evolved. Um, it, it evolved initially because again, I didn't have a, a jewelry background, so it evolved with me first um, sourcing sourcing some some stones and some pendants that I could find, and then. I would take those and then I would like spend time with which each stone to see the ones that, that I liked or, or, or thought others would like actually. And then I would match them with the chain and, and try each one on and just sort of craft it in that way. Um, and then as the brand evolved and I wanted to do more, then I uh, partnered with a jeweler and I'd curate the stones. So that's how I even started traveling to Arizona was to come to the gym show to personally curate the stones. So I personally find the stones that I, 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 that speak to me rather. And then I take those to my jeweler and I decide, uh, you know, what kind of metal we're going to use and, you know, the different things like that. So it's not really a thing where I have to um, design anything on a computer or anything like that per se, because it's built around the roughness of the stone. Like I want, I, I minimally, you know, the stones aren't cut, they're rough stones. So I don't really want to do anything to the stone. I want I just want to uh, put a setting to showcase the natural beauty of the song and then put the chain that I think, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, complements it, you know, the best. The big ass rapper two chain, like. <laughs> I mean, it depends because some chains are, some chains are really, really petite. 
you know, like the 14 karat collection is, 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 is tiny, like they're petite and then we have big ones. So it's something, it's something for everyone, gold, silver, you know, like, you know, thin, thin, gaudy, whatever, whatever you're into. And there's also, um, if I, I'm pretty sure I read it correctly, you've actually had like some people in the entertainment field wearing them, correct? Yeah, um, I got uh, several, several, several people. Um, entertainers have have won the the, the jewelry. Um, we got Ro James, uh, R&B singer, really, really super dope. He wore them. Uh, another singer, uh, super duper dope, Eric Bellinger. He just uh, had him on in his. Uh, last video that he had um and then we got rihanna she had him on in uh paper magazine in 17 she did a really big shoot and we were super honored to be a part of that it all happened organically uh someone reached out to me they didn't know they knew me but they didn't know that it was my company when we went to the meeting i surprised them i was like oh man they reached out to me and then i was like man i thought that someone had told me that that this was yours but i didn't know and then we created some pieces for the shoot. So when stuff like that happens, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like those signs from the universe to let you know you're doing the right thing. So how did, how did it feel? Cause that's like one of the biggest stars walking the earth. How did it feel to see her wearing your work? I mean, at this point, at this point, I'm just, I just try to stay in the flow. You know, if that makes sense. Like I've, I've been a part and done so many magical things in my life. Uh, I love Rihanna, always love Rihanna. You know, I mean, I wish I would have got a you know, chance to meet her and all this other stuff, but I mean, it's, 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 it's more to me just like a sign. I take it as a sign, like, you know, you're on your right path because, you know, so, so many magical things was, what has happened in my life. And I always wanted, when I was doing music, that would have been my dream to do, you know, music with Rihanna, but it's like, I didn't get a chance to do that, but it's still an honor to have something else, you know, that I, that I, did still be a part of the movement because I have a lot of friends that are musicians. And when I see my friends that are musicians or just other musicians wearing the jewelry and they're on stage and they're performing, it's like a part of me feels like I'm with them too. Cause I actually held that whatever it is that they're wearing or I see them in their music videos. It's like, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm a part of it too. So, you know, I just, I just want to share the energy and keep the energy flowing. So again, like I was, I was super, super happy, but I, I believe in miracles and I believe, anything is possible. So, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't, it was definitely a surprise or something. Like, I'm so happy, but it's just like, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, that's the type of shit that's supposed to happen. So you, 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 you love music. What, um, I, I'm assuming you're not doing it anymore. What happened? Or do you still do it? I got a, I got a song or two in the cut. I got a song or two in the cut. I might, I might release something, um, in this, this, uh, actually I might release something in June, it's a, it's a, it's a actually like the 10 year anniversary of a project um, that I put out that I didn't really push that hard because it sounded sonically really different uh, than the more up-tempo stuff that I had, but it's still a sound that's actually pretty, pretty cool. So I might uh, just like re, re, rerun that back out. And I actually got a new song that's really dope. I'm just deciding if, you know, that's, that's something I want to run back. I might just throw it out and just keep moving on, you know, other stuff. Cause now it's like, I'm interested in so many different things. It's, that's not, I'm not limited to just music now. So it's like, if I do a song, I do a song, I make jewelry, I'll, I'll, I'll film some artists. Like it's nothing like I'm, I'm, I'm a creative person that's creating. What, what type of music you like to do? Me? Um, where I'm at now is kind of, it's kind of, 
I'm just gonna say it has some rock influence. It's not it's not hard, but it's it's not it's not super hard or like trying to be something that it's not. I've always kind of had, I'll say like my own like original little sound. So it's 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 an original, it's an original sound. I don't really don't wanna say too much. Uh when I drop it, I'm gonna just drop it. Yeah, I could I could believe that. I remember when we was growing up, you were kind of like he had like a little different style, so <laughs> I'm not surprised. The song I got right now, like actually, it's really dope. I just gotta figure. Out. I got I got a few, you know, I got a few things I'm working on. So again, it's like that, you know, that's like if it's like just figuring out what I want to do with it. If it's like you want to be this whole like do a musician and like I want to be a musician and turn up again, or do I just want to, you know, if I have a song, I have a song. I make a music video, I drop it, I move, I keep keep doing other stuff I'm doing. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm not into like the whole. You know, like I just want to, you know, chase that one particular dream because I kind of like, I did that. I and like you said, what happened actually since you had asked a question, I um I had met someone and I like fell in love and I just didn't didn't kind of care anymore. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and and and, and it's it's the, I just you know I kind of got negligent in the love, but at the same time I realized that what I was looking for kind of really was kind of like some love and some like adoration from other people, like to tell me that I was good or like to make, you know, like if I could make them like me sort of thing. And when I, you know, got into the situation where I was in love with this person, um, I kind of felt all of that. So it kind of made me reevaluate or just the things that was priority to me kind of changed. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming that it didn't work out or the situation? Um, no, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a bad situation. It's a lifelong situation. So it's a whole different, you know, type of situation. Person's still in my life. Okay. Yeah. But does that, does that kind of, because does that kind of affect how you feel about music? Because you kind of tied the two together. That's why I was. Um. Well, initially, you know, initially, like, I, I hurt for a long time because I didn't, I didn't realize how much of, like, my life had been invested in music. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be a musician since I was a little kid. So I had, you know, sacrificed and put so much of my life into it that when I was caught up in the love part of it, I didn't, I didn't care. But then when that didn't work at that time, and then then having to refine myself again, and I only had known myself as a musician, that was a very very tough time, and. I just ended up getting jobs at, you know, at magazines and record labels and stuff like that. So that's how I ended up at Fader. Then I went from Fader and then I was at Def Jam because I had a, a insight of working in the music industry and a creative perspective because I started out, you know what I mean, like uh, being an assistant and stuff and working with good music and stuff. So I had that, but I was still being an artist on the side time. And then I quit those jobs and then just was an artist. So then when I then had to find myself again, it was, I could get a job at like, you know, labels and stuff because it's like, oh, you're creative, but you also still have a resume at the same time. So I was always straddling the fence. When I was a musician, I was never just a, a strung out, like I, I'm super starving. I always had like a, a, a industry job or something at the same time. And then I, there was a few years I didn't, and I just went straight musician. But, you know, I always kind of knew I could fall back on, you know, doing some type of work with an industry or whatever, you know, some PR marketing work or something like that. So, again, like I said, I could get jobs or whatever at, um, in, in, um, in the industry and stuff because I had a, a, a created a different perspective than most people who, you know, just understood the business or whatever. I also understood the creative part of it and could add a fresh, uh, fresh element to that. 
So in that, again, when I when I was at Def Jam, I actually I was I was actually depressed. And I don't think I had realized it because my dream was always to like be an artist signed at Def Jam. I didn't never see myself with like an office, like my own office with a, with a CD on the door with my name on it. And I'm like, damn, I made it, you know, inside the building. And then it wasn't what I would have expected it to be. So then it's just like, damn, I have something that's like, everybody's so happy for me and they telling me it's great, but it's just like, I know I don't feel it. Like I don't feel right when I'm in here. So, um, you know what I'm saying? When I left and then I still, again, was in that like period, like, which, you know, who should I, who, what should I work on now? Like, which was fresh now. And then when the jewelry hit me, it gave me that bout of life back. So I felt like it was a, a second chance and a, a second, um, a second opportunity to, to, to find the magic again in a passion and something I really connected to and really felt. And also being that the chain represents the rapper chain, it's still like the music of me still creating the music in the harmony when I find the colors and I find the chains and then I put the music there. So it's still, again, my giving to the other artists or sharing with them, whether it's me creating music and adding it to the situation, whether it's me making the artist look fly, whether I created this whole new thing, these uh, acoustic sessions to where I'm filming artists and like, you know, beautiful environments and sharing the music. I'm just down with the music and just love music. So as long as I'm a part of it and got my hand in it, I'm, I, I don't have to necessarily be the one on stage. That sound, it sounds like you're in a, um, a good space that you're really happy in life right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the, you know, for, for other for other things. So, you know, I'm just, I just want to be in the flow. That's what I'm saying. You never know what tomorrow got, or you can't guarantee, you can't, or like just say, oh, well, I'm doing this and this is this is the end all. I'm open. You know what I mean? If a song comes to me tonight, I'm going I'm to I'm put it down. I'm, I'm open. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? As long as I know I'm right and I'm connected within myself, then I trust, you know what I'm saying? I trust the universe that the stuff that's for me going to happen. So I feel, I feel good. And I feel like I'm in the, you know, the proper space of where I'm supposed to be for whatever, you know, those next things are. So do you actually do production work too, or just vocals? Yeah, always, I always was making beats. That was the original, I was making beats first. I, I originally, when I, I mean, I started out rapping, I mean, well, wanting to be a rapper when I was a little kid, but I always had like keyboards and was trying to, learn how to make beats and stuff. So when I was a teenager, I was, I was making, I would start making beats. And then when I moved to New York, I was, I more so wanted to make beats than I did, you know, want to rhyme. I saw myself more like a, you know, more like a Timberland or a Puff or somebody like that who like, you know, just did their production, you know, and then did stuff. Like I, um, I've had done like tracks, the guy, the, the artist unfortunately got murdered before it had, um, you know, had made it, but I sold it, had sold a track to an artist, this rapper named Dollar. He was really promising, you know, out of LA and stuff. And I would, you know, sell beats to people around the hood and stuff like that. But, um, you know, sometimes I would make beats and if I heard a song, I would put it down. And then one time I had heard the lyrics to the song after I had made the beat and I just decided to rap on it. And then my friends, they were like radio promoters and stuff like that. And they was like, you, you know, that shit is fire, right? Like we'll work that joint for you and help you out with it. And I was like, for real. And so since I knew how to do PR marketing and stuff, we just, we just decided I was Christina K and we just started pushing that too. Well, how do you be the way music has changed now? Like, um, you can kind of create your own lane. Like you don't really need like a major label. How do you feel about like the way music is moved, like the direction music is taking, like, you know, the PR, the stuff you mentioned, like the PR, the promotion, because you can kind of do that yourself through social media now. 
I mean, yeah, you can do that yourself uh, with social media. Um, of course, I think as far as uh, doing that, but it's again, it's like, well, what are you going to do? You can, the, the lanes are open for anyone. Uh, but it's like, if you're going to just do that, then what are you willing to do to get the attention? So it's like, it's different kind of routes. It's like a PR kind of route where you might have your stuff and try to, you know, get you some shows and try to get some local people to start, you know, writing about you and trying to, you know, to try to, you know, to, to, to try to put this on a certain path that is going a certain way, or do you just want to, you know, go on Instagram and, and pull your pants down and make everyone look, but just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, just simply putting the music there with no following is still not going to work. So if, yeah. you want, if you want the free, if you want to do it the free way, then you're going to have to figure out how to cut through. And unfortunately, the things that, you know, the tactics that people having to use to really cut through is, is kind of trolling and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. it's, unless it's just great. Like the the guy with the, the little boy with the uh, that old town road song. You know I love country songs and shit like that because I remember you clowning me when I was playing that other. Uh, it'll be, it'll be. You're playing that. Just- <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm telling you that country should be some fire. So you know, however you do it, if you can get the attention with without any help in the right way, and if your shit is fired, and yeah, but. Normally, usually, you know, people people need a little help or a little, you know, hey, let me invite you to this party. You know, my go to this party, go work the red carpet at that party. Hey, let's get this site to, um, you know, write a review your record or something like that. Like to me, like I still kind of, I'm, I'm not gonna say old school, but the the official looks still matter too, because like all those apps and stuff, they they you know they come and they go. That's where we're at right now, but you know. Abs do abs do come and go. Like at the time when I was rocking, it was MySpace, but that don't matter now. The num- my MySpace numbers don't don't I don't exist now. You know what I'm saying? But that shit that's yeah. on YouTube and all the other stuff, them solid looks like my MySpace don't exist, but my Billboard article do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shit like that. Yeah, that, that's because I, I see some stuff like you mentioned the guy. Um, I think his name Lil Nas. I, I, ironically, I just heard this. I heard like snippets of the song. Right, the old one or the new one? Uh, See, it's a whole, it's a whole story with that. He came out with the joint, and then they, the, the shit was on fire, and then it was like about to be number one in the country shit, and they was, they pulled it off, and was like, nah, this ain't country. Oh so yeah, then Billy Ray Cyrus got on it, right? And then he doubled back around. Yeah, but I guess they're calling it like country trap or something. It's like the song was still fire regardless. But if you know, you got to do what you got to do if you had to validate it. But like I even was reading stuff that they were saying like originally the little guy was like a kind of like a, a troll or like a Nicki Minaj stan account on Twitter or something. But you know, the boy's like twenty years old, so that's your age demographic. You can figure out how to trick the internet and to figure out the algorithm and to figure out, you know, do your time and, and to make it make sense. But the average person, honestly, you know, don't have that. And a lot of times it might be people that actually have money. So you could be a dope boy, but just don't know how to use the, uh, the, the computer that well. So if you get a dope boy that actually got some money with a, with a, with a decent PR and a marketing team, now you got, now you looking like something. Yeah. I, read, I, I heard that story. He, um, <laughs> He he had trolled because uh, I like I said ironically I was just reading he had um trolled uh, what's her name the the real popular one too um the one that, oh Taylor Swift oh, okay like he he <laughs> he made a site saying that she um was coming out with new music 
Oh my god. So when you <laughs> so when you clicked on the link, well first it first it it took you to her link like before he did it, <laughs> and then <laughs> then he made it where it redirected to his link. So yeah, he. <laughs> He pretty crafty. You want to do it like that, then no. But that's not the average person's intelligence. The the average person, you know, you know, you gotta, and it's a, it's regular people out here want the attention. So if you you're a musician again, it's like you know, back in the day, it was what you know, you might have seven, ten, ten, ten top people. Now it's it's so many, and I even remember that because I guess when I was doing music, it starting out, it was I guess maybe like the blog era and stuff like that. So then it's, that's when people first kind of start being like, okay, I'm kind of put my little stuff out a little bit. And it was a couple, you know, a couple of people that had some decent success coming out of that. But now, like like you're saying, the gates are wide open. But what do you want to do to stand out? Yeah, I think yeah, you, yeah, you got. I but I would think if your music is that good. You probably don't need to do too much. But good is based on followers. That's true too. Because yeah. If, if, yeah, it's like it's like the rabbit and the egg. Because it was you know the, the yeah the egg and the you know the chicken and the egg. Because if it was clearly you don't want even if you thought it was amazing, a lot of people are too self conscious to be the first person to like it or the first person to share it. So it's all you're only going to be comfortable liking and sharing it once you see someone else like it and share it. Damn, you know what? You're right. That's true. Because I'm not going to lie, that's one of the first things I look at. I'll be like, well, how many followers this person got? Yeah. They'll have, like, because I'll see people, like, I don't know how they get so many views. You know, like on IG? Yeah. They, they'll have, like, 90-something thousand views. And, and then you look at their followers, they only got, like, like, like five, six thousand. I'm like, how they get so many views? I guess because... Because it just went so many places. I mean, yeah, people got it's all it's all kinds of you know tricks and stuff that people do, and so and then also too, you never know, you never know. That's the thing, you never know who's who's buying followers, who's buying views and plays. You know, you just never know. We just we get the end result of it and just kind of gotta, you know, gotta 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 just take it and believe it. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's wild. I, I, I like if I see something I like, I'm like I'm gonna be honest. Like the people who um, if I see sponsored, I just like the shit just because they pay money for it. I'm like, you know what? They they invested in it. Let me give them a like. I even listen. Yeah, I even like some people I listen to. Um, I mean, I don't got nothing. I'm not my day not super packed. Where I can't the most of the videos are only like 59 seconds. So I listen to it. I like it. Then I follow the person. I don't follow a couple rappers that um, I heard like they they have one of their little video sponsored. So I listened to it. I was like, you know what? That's actually a good good song. So I I, I um follow them. That's good. That's good that that you that you support. But but also too, like you say, like again when you say like the need for like a marketing PR and all that type of stuff, you it still it still is a better look. I'd rather be in the magazine than and share that link to me in a magazine than I would have a sponsored post as a person. As a brand, you got to do what you got to do. But as a person, like, hi, check out my music. It's like, okay, but it still would be doper if you had a, a co-sign of a, of a magazine or, or some type of publication or something to speak on your behalf. And that's the job that, you know, your, your digital publicist or digital marketing type person, you know, would do for you, which is still always 
going to be invaluable to have looks like you can have all the shit but looks still help and if you get yourself to the point that you have amassed hundreds of thousands and millions of followers independently the magazines and stuff are still going to follow you anyway yeah they want to find you anyway and then you need a person to help organize that so i still think having uh you know i, I still think it's always still going to be a a need uh, to have a team as an artist. I don't think it's necessarily vital for you to be signed, if that's what you're saying, the whole infrastructure, the music industry, but you still need, you need the team of all those people that had those label jobs. You just don't need the label. You still need a person to work your records. You still need a person to set your shows on the stuff for you. You still need a person to make sure you're getting interviews and stuff like that. You still need somebody to edit the videos. You still, you know, like stuff still gotta happen. It's just not like, oh, I just got music and I'ma just put it you know, on Instagram and that's still going to work unless somebody sees that that's popping and then they take you on and then they're going to then give you their team. So the team is still always going to be vital. Just having the access to the, to the, to the, to the outlet, to the people like that. Most people don't even know what to do with it. And you see what's happening with the artists that come out in that way. They're not, it's not the same. You you saying like they flock or? Yeah, I mean, it's like people hotting in the next attention-seeking person. Once you know they get tired of looking at you, it's like who's next? Who's next up? That's how Drake started, though, right? Drake started from social media, right? Um, I don't know. Drake had a, Drake was on a TV show, wasn't he? You can't you can't count that shit. I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch. I, I did. I wasn't watching that. I don't. I don't know what his initial how he initially got introduced. Uh, what his initial introduction to the people was. I thought it was a TV show. I mean, I, I think mean, okay. Well. Anybody, you got to keep in mind, being on television is the most famous that you can be. So even if, again, that's, I think that still might be a little, uh, a little younger than my, slightly a couple of years younger than my, you know, what I was checking for at the time. But again, if you were on television, you come out with music, you coming out, you coming into the game with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that's already familiar with you. Well, okay. So, this, okay. So let me tell you how I heard it, Drake. I, um, I, where I was working, they used to listen to a lot of rap mixtapes. Um, me personally, I never really been in the mixtapes. I'm kind of old school. Like if your shit not in the stores, it's, it's probably not gonna find its way to me. Mm-hmm. So the a guy was playing um Drake's mixtape, the, the the one that was real popular too. Um, he was playing that, and I was like, well, who is it? he? He was like, you never heard of Drake? I was like, nah, I never. Never heard of the dude. And he was, so he played it. I was like, yeah, he good. And then next thing I know, I look up, this dude is a megastar. But, and then you got people like Gucci Mane. Um, he, he kind of like, I, 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 respect, I, I think out of all the rappers, I probably respect him the most. Because I don't think he's that good. But, he put out so much material. He he worked so hard, put out so much material. You had to give him a shot. It was like he just flooded. I mean, also too, that part, but you also see. I don't know if you was about any of those lives. Like if you actually was about some of them lives where you might be riding around all the way lit, headed to the strip club or something with your homies, and y'all ain't y'all y'all's on y'all worst behavior, and you got that shit going. Like I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it definitely. You were, you were, it, that, that, it was so, it's so many people that, that, that music spoke to, you know, at, the, you know, at that time is like, you also like, you felt it, you know, and also too, again, you know, was, was real and it, it felt very real. 
It felt very, it felt very real. You felt real. Anybody that you felt real that you could tell they was telling the truth, those are the people that always, you know, was classic. So even if I guess if you take somebody like Drake, even if he's tapping into his pain or his stories or he can write from that perspective, it just feels real. It's like, all right, well, you're the representative for, for heartbreak, sad stuff. You're the representative for trapping. You're the representative for violence. You're the representative, you know what I mean? But the people that's real, that should be, you know, that should be sticking. The music, like you said, now it's like, I guess, it doesn't it doesn't have the same authenticity the sound is there i'm not going to sit there and hate on a lot of music that because i like you know i like a lot all kinds of stuff but the authenticity of the actual messenger is it there so it then makes it disposable well they say he don't even write this stuff so which one drake i mean i mean yeah i mean yeah but also i mean you i mean just pick on pick pick, pick you know what you want to believe like did you i never believed him when he said he was shooting people and stuff i mean you never you whatever <laughs> oh, yeah, I, got Peter, I got this i mean i never believed the tough talk but i mean sonically i still like the way stuff sounds so sonically if it sounds good you know you out and it sounds good I, you can't deny what sounds good but again i like songs i don't i don't get attached to the artist i like the music yeah i'm a i'm a um like i'm a big rick ross fan a lot of people who give uh stuff about they think it's made out. I'm like, look, I don't know, but the shit sound good in my car. So I'm gonna roll with that. Like he he want like I like him. I don't really like too many of the new rappers, but I do like um Dave East. I like him a lot. Okay. You listen to him? You heard him? I know who Dave East is. Yeah I'm not a I'm not gonna say and say I'm a super Dave East fan. I mean when he first uh kinda got introduced to the game it 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 came off very promising, you know, as someone uh signed to Nas and stuff like that. It seemed, you know, very promising. Yeah, he is signed to Nas, right? I don't know what his his label situation is now. I know initially uh he came out uh with Nas, so I think it put a lot of eyes on him. Um you know, to, to see if he was going to follow in that footstep of Nas or possibly, you know, take the torch on. Um, I think he represents for New York rap. I don't know if he's taking this, you know, the spot, you know, the, the, the torch from Nas per se. But, you know, I think he, um, I think he's, I think, I think he's nice. And I think he's, he's nice looking. So that's, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, in a world where most people look so crazy right now, uh, unfortunately, I think, you know, the girls appreciate having the Davies, you know, out here. Hey, I like I leave that one up to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, but he's not um he's not super lyrical or nothing. But he just gotta. I think I think like you said earlier, he just feels authentic. He got yeah. a good he got a good um like good energy. Yeah, he got a good energy with him. I like him. You need an authentic. You need an authentic New York vibe, you know, in there for for good sport. And it's not really no like really no real. I I can't think of no like, cause the people from New York that was popping, they weren't bringing New York vibes. So like the last wave of people that was popping, the ASAP Rockies, the French Montanas, and stuff like that, that were kind of representing New York. They weren't representing New York with a New York sound. So someone like Dave East, you know, what I'm saying he's representing New York, and at least it's still giving you was what you would expect. You know, or not even expect what you're used to New York sounding like from a more traditional, you know, standpoint. So it's still important to have someone like that out there. But unfortunately, with the sound of where music at, then he's just still not going to be as hot because the sound still isn't the main sound. Yeah, he not he not mainstream, but he putting out a lot of material though. But he not mainstream. I don't know. I don't know if I ever heard a song of his on the radio. Not here. 
I can't remember. I mean, he's had it. I can't remember. Like, he's had, I know he's had something that I liked before. It's just, I just can't, you know, again, can't remember. But I think, I mean, I think he's nice. And I think, again, like I'm saying, I just, more than anything, I think it's still important to have that, you know, original New York vibe, you know, represented. Yeah, he, he, he does, man. Well, I'm going to end it with this. What do you, um, where do you see the, the company in five years? Uh, the, really the only, I don't want to say the only, but like the main thing that I want to do that I haven't done yet is I want to store. It doesn't have to be huge. This is, this is you know, I've been in stores, you know, have, have my stuff carried in stores, but I would like to have our own uh, physical location uh, in time. So that's something hopefully within the next five years. And then just to continue uh, growing the platform and to continue partnering with more artists and just doing more creative things and continue expanding the brand more into uh, more into lifestyle. You know, I just I just want to share and find creative things. I don't want it's not just a business like, oh, you know, here the necklaces, you know, buy the necklaces. Like, I, I really love the stones. I really love the musicians, you know, that that we do creative projects and stuff together. So I just want to find and continue to expand on a creative way of uh, partnering with the artists, creating original things, creating original content rather, and sharing it. You know what I mean? So that's that's really like the two things that I'm most focused on. The store thing interests me, even with the way things moving now, you still want to store? Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm aware of that. That's why I would want it extremely small, but it's really more so just being about creating a customizable experience because I would like to give uh, shoppers eat the opportunity to to pick the stone that they like and hold it in their hand and feel it in. Because see, when you're dealing with the crystals and stuff like that, sometimes, you know, people that are into it, you might feel like a stone picks you, or something like that. The pieces that you see on the on the site, uh, they're they're already been created in a way that they have spoken to me. But I would like to again give people the opportunity to pick the stone and say, oh, I like this.